I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. How many of you have chosen that as your life verse? Probably not very many. I mean, I know mine, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make straight your path. But I don't think there's anybody that I've ever met that would choose that verse. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. It's not the most inspiring picture that you can find in Scripture. After all, who wants to be a sheep among wolves? Count me out. But I want you to notice here that Jesus, how he puts it, he said, I'm sending you out. He did not say you are going out amongst the wolves. In other words, this is kind of like a divine, personal, great commission. I am intentionally sending you out of this safe little sheep pen called praise and worship. And when you get out the door, you're not going to see a sign that says you're now entering the mission field. It's going to say, beware of wolves. Some of you want to stay here all day. I know. It kind of means something like this. You wake up one morning and you find yourself surrounded by wolves. Don't be surprised, Jesus says. They aren't there by accident. I intended for you to be there right in the middle of these wolves. Now, I'm going to step back a little bit, and I want to speak as one of the sheep. I, I, this is challenging to me. But here we are gathered, like I said, in this sheep pen called Praise and Worship. And at the same time, there are a certain number of sheep that are over in the sheep pen known as Restore. We'd kind of like to all just stay in there, particularly if we know that there are wolves outside the gates. We might be asking questions like, Lord, why would you do this? I mean, wolves eat sheep. I don't want to hang around with wolves. If it's all the same to you, Lord, I just want to stay here today where the wolves can't get me. And what am I supposed to do when a wolf comes after me? Those are pretty fair questions. Because it's not a fair fight. The wolves are undefeated lifetime against sheep. They make any football team, including Joel's and my beloved Cornhuskers, look pretty weak. When you send sheep out amongst wolves, guess what? You can be sure that the wolves will be eating what for supper? Lamb chops. A lamb burger. I mean, it's just not a fair fight. So let's be clear about something here. Jesus is saying, you are the sheep. I am the shepherd. All around you are ravenous wolves. People out there who do not believe what it is that you believe. I see them. I know they're out there. I know they want to kill you. But I'm going to send you out of this place anyway. Are some of you already starting to get worried about walking out the front door of this sheep pen today? Let's be honest. This is something really hard for us to understand. It seems almost like a death sentence in a way uh, given to us by our shepherd. I mean, Jesus is not sending sheep out with this kind of a a general warning. Uh, Oh, by the way, guys, when you go out of here today, uh, be a little careful out there because this is kind of wolf country. Now, that's kind of true, of course, but Jesus means a whole lot more than that. He's really saying we are here And all around us, God has planted us in a place of people who do not know what it takes to become 
a sheep. That's why I'm going to send you all out into the middle of these wolves. Now, again, I'm going to tell you, it kind of sounds like suicide. I mean, nothing could be as frightening to a sheep as to have somebody say, I'm sending you out amongst wolves. But that's exactly what Jesus is saying here. But understand, this is divine sovereignty here. This is God talking. And if God talks and he asks us to do something, anywhere I look in my word, it says God sends the tools along to do it. And he's going to give us some reasons to do it. Jesus is saying something about our dangerous calling here as disciples, as, as sheep. And it's this, that you and I in the world are kind of in danger all day long. Provided we don't run from this little sheep pen to the little sheep pen where we live and hunker down there all the time. I visit a coffee shop six days a week. And I kind of try to listen to see if I can enter into conversations And sometimes I enter into conversation with sheep. That's kind of fun, isn't it? Sheep talking, sheep talk. That's kind of fun. We all encourage one another in Jesus. But every once in a while, I come across a wolf or a wolf-et. And they don't want to hear what the sheep have to say. Now... It's not as if Jesus is saying, I'm sending out to a dangerous place, don't worry, but at the last second I'm just going to snatch you out of that problem and deliver you. Now, we know that he can do that. We know that he might do that, but we have no guarantee that he will do that and deliver us from any danger we have. In fact, there's no promise of deliverance here for the sheep when they're amongst wolves. This is a whole lot like a story in Daniel 3. Some of you know the story about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, they were told that they had to bow down and worship the king. I mean, this wolf was telling these sheep, you're going to need to bow down. Otherwise, we got this red-hot oven for us to toss sheep in. We're going to have sheep chops for supper, barbecued sheep. I don't know if you remember what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to say. Go back and read it this afternoon. Daniel chapter 3. They said, our God is able to deliver us, and we think he will, but even if he doesn't deliver us, we will still not bow down to that golden image. They stood up to the wolves. But some of you are still thinking, but wolves will be wolves. They kill sheep. But knowing this, Jesus adds, he gives us something else that sounds a little strange. He said, Be as shrewd as serpents and as harmless as doves. I mean, how many of you, a lot of you probably, I don't mind being a dove, kind of a flighty little goofy little bird. (laughs) I don't want to be a snake. I'm associating snakes with the Garden of Eden. Now, what does this mean? Well, the primary point of comparison would be this, that snakes know how to disguise themselves by camouflage. They know how to hide under rocks. They know how to find the shadows. They know how to stay out of the way. And applied to us, what Jesus would be telling us today is, I'm sending you out sometimes into what could be very dangerous situations, dealing with unbelievers, so be smart about it. Be cautious. Pay attention. Uh, don't be stupid. Uh, don't go up and poke, poke wolves in the face. <laughs> I mean, you're going to go out there, you've got the gospel. I have a lot of people who poke wolves in the face all the time on my Facebook page. And so I keep repeating the same message I've repeated for the last two and a half COVID years. We are not called to be condemners of wolves. 
We are called to gospel wolves. That's a big difference. You might want to think about that as you reply to people. See, I know that part about Dove speaks to our integrity. We need to be honest. We need to be truthful. We need to be gospeling people. And if there's trouble, let it be because of the wolves, not because we do something foolish by forgetting who we are and whose we are and turn out condemning people for all the wrong things that we think that they're doing. But let's go back to a crucial question here. You know, Jesus, we know you're the good shepherd. We know that. And we all grew up singing, I am Jesus, little lamb. We didn't realize we were going to get sent out with the big bad wolf someday. We know you love us, so why would you put us in these situations? Why are we sent out amongst wolves? Well, the Bible passage here gives us three answers. Here's answer number one. I think it'll be up on the screen somewhere. That we might bear witness to the nations. Now, that word nations in the Greek is ethnoi, which is really to bear witness to every ethnic group. Again, the scriptures, let me read, remind it says, because people will hand you over to the Sanhedrin, flog you in their synagogues, beware of them. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me to bear witness to them and to the nations. But when they hand you over, don't worry about how or what you should speak, for you will be given what to say at that hour, because you are not speaking, but the spirit of your father is speaking through you. And to that I say, thank you, Jesus, because sometimes I don't know the answer. I mean, just think about how Jesus puts it. He said, people will hand you over. Well, that's bad. They will beat you. Uh, That's even worse. Uh, They will turn you over to government officials. That doesn't sound very good either. But Jesus says, but I'm going to send you out there to bear witness to the nations. And that's good. You don't have to worry about what to say. That's even better. And then he says, and I'm going to give you the words to say when you need it. I think, thank you, Jesus. See, in other words, Jesus is in charge of this operation. It's not just send a bunch of helpless little sheep out to testify about the gospel. Jesus sends us out into these situations, not with a, a promise of deliverance but with a promise of power to speak the gospel to people who need to hear the gospel. I I find that the whole point is very clear. Jesus is in charge of everything that happens to us. The good, the bad, the happy, the sad, the positive, the negative, all of that kind of stuff. He knows all about the wolves. Uh, He sends us out amongst them anyway. It's been part of his plan from the very beginning. When people fell into sin, what did Jesus decide to do? I am going to work on, do everything I can to save those people who've fallen away. And I need to send the sheep out there to do their part. Now, Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 33, what would happen to those who follow him. He said, if you follow me in this world, you will have tribulation. But take courage. Why? Because I, Jesus, have overcome this world. Many Christians that live here in the West uh, don't take verses like this very seriously. We hear about mounting atrocities taking place like in Ukraine where people are being indiscriminately killed and butchered. We think about how the Chinese are systematically eradicating an entire population of the Uyghur people in forced labor camps. We think about those places over in Saudi Arabia where Christians are beaten and persecuted and hung. And we think, well, that could never happen here. 
in Taney County, Branson, Missouri. And I'd say, but don't be so sure about that. Because Christians today, sheep today, are being persecuted. We are being told what we can say, how we can act, and what we can do with our stinking Bible. We can just shut the book and shut up. Don't come up and tell us what Jesus has to say. Now, I've been through my Bible a lot. I don't know of any Bible passage. Maybe some of you know this. Some of you are Bible scholars. But if you can find this, but I I have no no promise in the Bible that says American Christians will somehow be shielded from suffering. I can't find a passage like that. So there's your first answer to the question, why does Jesus send us out as sheep amongst wolves? And he does it so that we can bring a testimony to the people. Here's the second reason. It's so that we might demonstrate the reality of our faith. He talks about how brother will betray brother to death and father, child, children will rise up against their parents, have them put to death. You'll be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be delivered when they persecute you in one town, escape to another. For I assure you, you will not have covered the towns of Israel before the son of man comes. In these verses, what Jesus is doing is really describing the total breakdown of society. Now, we could probably have an interesting discussion if we had talk back time after this and say, how do we see our society being broken down systematically these days? We want to make sure that we don't get into this condemning of stuff, but to say, where does the gospel fit in here? Brother betraying brother. Father betraying their children. Children betraying their parents. Christians being hated by people. And you kind of end up running from one place to another place. And maybe the most sobering part of this is verse 23. It says, you're not going to have covered the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. He says, you, you want to get out there. Many commentators said, when Jesus comes back, there are going to still be places in Israel where they don't accept Jesus. This is how it will be until Jesus comes. Sheep are going to go out and live amongst wolves to be a testimony to the nations and to show the veracity of your faith. See, wolves are still in the prowl, sheep are danger everywhere, trouble on every side. So why would Jesus do this? Well, this is answer number three, so that we might become like Jesus through our suffering. It says that disciples not above his teacher or a slave above his master is. It's enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave his master if they call the head of the house Beelzebul. By the way, that means um, Baal, um, the prince. It also means the Lord of flies, and it also means the, 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 Lord of the, the Lord of the dung pile. I mean, if they're going to call Jesus names like that, how much more the members of his household? I've been called a variety of names. Uh, the one I, the one I first time I ever heard this, somebody told me, you're just nothing but a Jesus freak. And I just said, thank you. <laughs> well, they, he's like, what do you mean, thank you? I just, I just made some critical comment. No, you, you said the truth for a change. See, Jesus is the teacher. You and I are his disciples. Jesus is the master. We are his slaves. Jesus is the head of the house. We're part of his family. And what did they do to him? They crucified him. So the question is, can we expect anything better? Now, here's one answer to this. Only a fool would send sheep out amongst the wolves. I had somebody hear that story one time and said, you know, only a fool 
would send sheep out amongst a bunch of wolves. Because that's how you get sheep killed. Sheep have absolutely no defense against wolves. And I said, okay, so only a fool would do that. Or the Son of God. See, he's telling us we're in danger all day and he sends us out anyway. They've got us surrounded, friends. And he sends us out anyway. They've actually killed a few sheep. Sends us out anyway. Jesus is saying, as I send you out, guess what? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to prepare the way. You're going to find people of peace out there, and they're going to be with you. And by the way, I am above you. I am beneath you. I'm on either side of you. I hold you in the palm of my hand. You will never, ever be alone, not for one single second. See, he's not promising that we would not be hurt. We might be. He's not telling us that we might would never die. Who knows? I know a lot of people who've died in defense of the gospel. But here's the point. The real application, the real bottom line of this whole sheep and wolves thing is Jesus knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Sheep among wolves sounds crazy. It's not a mistake. It's not a misprint. That's the plan. Jesus intends to show the world his followers are not wimpy little people. To show us what our faith is all about. Does anybody here come on, serve in the Coast Guard? Well, in the Coast Guard, they have a motto. And the motto says, you have to go out, but you don't have to come back. I think that's really the same thing for us as Christ followers. You need to go out into this world. You may not come back. But if we are sheep in the midst of wolves, what comfort is there? Well, I want to end with one more Bible passage. I think it will be up here on the screen. It's from Romans chapter 8. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or anguish or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as, oh, right there, sleep, sheep to the, be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Friends, there are wolves out there, but we're all going to be leaving the sheep pen today. And Jesus says, I'll go with you, and I'll even give you the words. And in that confidence, we're going to be heading out, knowing that nothing can happen to us that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we're actually glad that this is in the Bible. Sometimes we confess that our hearts are filled with fear, particularly when it comes to sharing our faith with, well, with the wolves. We thank you that you have called us, that you have sent us, and that you go with us even in the midst of these times. So we pray today for courage to go where you send us, to stay where you put us, and to speak the good news of Jesus so that whether by life or by the death, Christ might be glorified in us. We pray that you burn this truth into our hearts that nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing can separate us 
from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.